Hello, my friends. This is April 8, and I welcome you to my Songs and Stories podcast. Take a second today to subscribe, and you'll never miss another story. Now, today's episode is a continuation from quite a few weeks ago. It's called The Witch Witch and the Goblin Story 2. It's episode 34. But before I begin, I really want to thank you all for waiting so patiently for this end of the story. I've been having some very boring technical issues that have stood between me and you, my dear listener, and I am so sorry. But I think we've got a good plan to work it all out. So if you will cross your fingers and send a good wish my way, well, I know for certain that your good thoughts will help. And I also want to say thank you to Cece and Tessa for the beautiful artwork that you sent me of your witches and your fairies. I absolutely love them. And also a little hello to Magnolia, who's traveling with her family, and to Camden and Mama. Thank you both for such nice emails. I really appreciate you. And now, my friends, it's time for a story. I like to start out all of my stories with a special little song that goes like this. Oh, ye time-bound travelers, lay down your cares and rest your bones, and I'll tell you a fairy tale that I have come to know. And now it's time for our story. It rained and rained and rained over the villages, down into the valley, across Hawthorne Grove. It fell. It even fell on a particular rowan tree, one that had a deep X carved into its trunk. If you didn't know better, or even if you did, most folks would walk right on by. For you see, this rowan tree was magical. How many stories had been told, oh yes, by the local villagers on cold nights when their fires crackled and hissed. They would stay up late in the evening, sharing tales and rumors and stories about the magical rowan tree that was, in fact, the enchanted gateway to the door of the dreaded witch witch. For, was she a good witch or a bad witch? Hmm, who's to say? And speaking of, the witch witch was cackling to herself. Now, tell me, Gilbert, if you will, how did you find my front door? Did you speak the incantation? Hmm. For to find the witch witch, why, even to see her front door, a soul has to circle the rowan tree three times and speak the words that would conjure the opening to the witch witch's hovel. Magic of might, magic of will-a-word, I am here to meet another world. Make me a window, make me a door, to meet with the one 
who conjures the magic of other worlds. Well, Gilbert looked up at the witch witch. Her silky white cat, Jinxie, was purring on his lap and a mug of delicious cinnamon tea was in his hand. Hmm. Although Gilbert wasn't much in the habit of speaking, at the moment he felt so cozy and happy and well and comfortable enough to say, uh, 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 I said the incantation words in, in my head, but, but not out loud. And, and, then, and then your door appeared. Interesting, said the witch witch. You must have been pretty desperate to come to my door. What were you hoping I would do for you, Gilbert Goblin? Create a magical spell that would give you the courage to speak before the Great Goblin Gathering? Gilbert nodded. For the Great Goblin Gathering was a night when every goblin over a certain age stood before the whole goblin assembly and bragged about all the gobliny things they had done over the course of a long year. But Gilbert, being a very shy, rather nervous little goblin, was terrified to even stand before all the goblin hordes all alone, let alone brag about his deeds. And this year, he was old enough to share at the goblin gathering. And he did not want to. Well, the witch witch tried to use her immense powers of imagination to imagine Gilbert standing up in front of the hall, confidently boasting about all of the goblin things that he had done that year. But even she, a conjurer of conjurers, couldn't see it. Well, not yet anyway. Hmm. Tell me all your goblin deeds, Gilbert, said the witch witch. Let's make a list and that'll make it easier when it's your turn to speak at the goblin gathering. You'll have all the gobliny things you've done all year, long practiced in your head. Go ahead, dear, go ahead. What have you done? And the witch witch pulled a paper and a quill from her desk drawer, dipped it in blackberry ink, and readied herself to take down Gilbert's long list of goblin deeds. Uh, okay. Um, well, yesterday I, 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 I helped a snail across a busy road. Yeah, and um, and I, I found a woman's hat in the lane, so I, well, I put it on her front porch so she could find it. And uh, I, I closed someone's mailbox when it was raining and, and in on all their letters. And I also, well, uh, I carried a baby squirrel up into the tree, went back into its nest when he'd fallen out. Oh, Gilbert, moaned the witch witch. This is terrible. These are not goblin deeds. These are good deeds. What are you thinking? You've been too kind and, and too helpful and too thoughtful. My goodness, this is dreadful. You're supposed to make things harder for others, not easier. That's what goblins do. And she shook her head. What kind of goblin are you? Oh, oh dear. The goblin council will not be happy. The witch witch shook her head in despair. And then she scratched her long witch's nose. 
Gilbert, haven't you created any magical goblin chaos at all? Well, I pulled the weeds up in an old man's garden. Does that count? No, Gilbert. It would count if you planted weeds in an old man's garden or or pulled up all of his carrots before they were ready to be harvested. Oh, Gilbert. (laughs) That's what a good little goblin does, but you've done the opposite. You've been helpful and you've been kind. Oh, this. What are we going to do with you? Well, Gilbert looked down at the cat in his lap. He tried not to cry. How could he have been such a terrible goblin? Oh, Gilbert, haven't you done even one goblin-y thing all year? Let me see. Did you hide a child's lunchbox so that her mother complained about her being so forgetful? No? Oh, did you tickle the second graders and make them giggle and wiggle when they were supposed to be quietly reading at their school desks? Well, Gilbert looked alarmed. He he would never do that. No? Hmm. I thought all goblins did that. Hmm. Well, how about this? Did you at least wake up one baby who had just finally fallen asleep? No? Oh, Gilbert, did you blow sand in the eyes of children happily playing in a sandbox and then make them cry? No, you didn't even do that? I thought that would be a shoe-in. Hmm. Gilbert shook his head no. He was so ashamed of himself. He hadn't done any of that. In fact, he had rocked babies to sleep in their bassinets and blown sand away from children playing in the sandbox so they wouldn't get hurt. He'd done the opposite of everything goblins are supposed to do. Oh, Gilbert. Mm, Perhaps I can come along with you and cast a spell to make all of your good deeds sound like goblin-y deeds. Hmm. Really? You could do that? But but they won't let witches into the goblin gathering, ma'am. Nah, that's the least of my worries, Gilbert. Now, let me see. Hmm said the witch-witch, already contemplating the conjuring of a new and powerful magic. What would be the best word for that spell? Hmm. Should I use mystify or muddle? There are going to be an awful lot of goblins in that hall. Hmm. I'm going to have to cast a real doozy of a spell. And off she went to look through her collection of magical spell books for the magical spell of all magical spells. Oh, how she loved casting spells. This was going to be so fun. Well, Gilbert scratched Jinxie behind the ears, and Jinxie looked up at him, yawned and rolled over to let Gilbert rub her belly. Gilbert could hear the grandfather clock ticking in the hallway and the rain falling on the roof outside. Gilbert must have dozed off because he was startled awake by... Oh, I got it, cried the witch-witch. Gilbert, yes, this will be wonderful. I've got just the spell for you. And the witch-witch swept back into the room, smiling a big witchy smile. 
Now, the villagers had always said that the witch-witch was a fearsome old hag with hands like ancient withered leaves and a face that was crinkled like time through a sieve. But at this moment, Gilbert thought that she was the most beautiful person he had ever seen. She was alight with joy from head to toe over the spell she had created, and her glee shone out of her watery eyes, brightening even her gloomy old witch's cloak. Why, her intelligence alone filled her with a strength he'd never seen before from anyone, not even the Goblin King. She really was a powerful witch. Now, let's see. How much time do we have? Oh, well, not much. The Goblin Gathering is tomorrow. Jinxie, wake up and come here, cat. You are part of this plan. Gilbert, I've been thinking. Let me tell you my idea. And the three of them put their heads together with the idea to fool all of the goblins at the Goblin Gathering. It was still raining a few days later on the night of the goblin gathering, and out the front door of what looked like a rotten old house came the witch, followed by a wee goblin and a silky white cat with black paws. The witch witch stepped out into the rain. Oh, it's just been raining for days, she said. I've had just about enough of that. And she waved her wand and mumbled a spell under her breath. And before Gilbert could even blink, why, the rain stopped, the clouds began to part, and he could see the misty moonlight of the full moon reflecting in the puddles. then, said the witch-witch. We could walk, but we're running quite late. Let's take my broom. It'll be quicker. And she snapped her fingers and her broom flew out from beside the front door steps. And when she did, it vanished. Not the broom, dear listener. The house. The house vanished. And just like that, it disappeared. And all that was left was the rowan tree with the X to mark the spot. Gilbert blinked. Rain stopping? House vanishing? Gosh, maybe the witch witch really could cast a spell on all the goblins at the goblin gathering for him. Well, just then, a loud meow! And oh no, Gilbert looked over just in time to see Jinxie slink out of a mud puddle. Her beautiful white coat was soaked with mud. The witch witch gave out a chuckle. <laughs> well, every witch is supposed to have a black cat, and I guess that's mine. Well, Jinxie glared at her with green eyes. But there was nothing for it. It was time to go. We don't want to be late to the goblin gathering, you two. We'll see how we all fit on my broom. And up they flew on the witch witch's broom, up toward the stars. Well, Gilbert thought it was wonderful to be above the trees, soaring high over woods and ponds, over rivers and sleeping villages. If a child had been peeking out of their window to say goodnight to the moon that night, why, they would have seen a witch, a goblin, and a black 
black cat sailing before a full moon on a flying broom. It was a perfect Halloween night. Well, Gilbert never wanted to come back down to the ground. So you really think this will work? said Gilbert when they came to a landing in the mud on the goblin grounds. He looked up at the witch-witch with fear in his golden goblin eyes. The branches of the bare trees at the edge of the clearing glistened in the light of the full moon. And there before them stood the great goblin hall. They could hear the muffled sound of the goblins gathered inside, filtering through the stone walls. Goblins grumbling and goblins roaring of laughter. Bits of goblin songs and stories. <gasps> yes, the great goblin gathering was in full swing, and they were late. The witch-witch laughed a little laugh as she looked down at Gilbert and patted him on the shoulder. Gilbert Goblin, just keep Jinxie with you. I've put that charm on her to make sure that every word of your speech will sound like the best gobliny goblin bragging there is. Now all you have to do is, well, all you have to do is speak. Do you think you can do that? Well, Gilbert gulped. He had practiced and practiced and practiced his speech. The plan was that Jinxie was going to go up to the stage with him, and the witch-witch would be in the back, magically transformed so that nobody would see her. It, it might work. Sleek, muddy Jinxie wrapped around Gilbert's legs, and Gilbert tried to feel like he could get through this important goblin task. He nodded his head as his heart pounded. Nobody seemed to notice the witch, the goblin, and the cat sneaking in the back door as they slipped into the hall and found seats at the end of a long goblin table. Jinxie jumped into Gilbert's lap, covering him in mud, but he didn't really mind. Gilbert looked around to see the fire from the torches flickering along the moist stone walls and the light of the great goblin chandeliers shining down across the dark and ancient oaken tables stained in goblin wine from the hundreds, perhaps thousands, of goblin feasts that had come before. And up at the front of the packed room, before the table of the Goblin Council judges and the Goblin King, stood a brave young goblin. He was maybe a little older than Gilbert himself. He was just getting to the end of the tale of his own goblin deeds. And then I goblin bumped that little girl and she knocked over the tray and all the lemonade spilled and everything was a sticky mess. All the goblins chuckled and clapped. The young goblin smiled proudly, and he took his goblin bow. The goblin council and the goblin king banged their gavels in approval, and that was that. He had done a fine job. And next we will hear from Gilbert Goblin, if he is here. Ha has anyone seen Gilbert? Gilbert's golden goblin eyes grew wide with fright, but with skinny, shaking goblin legs. He stood up. Good luck, Gilbert, said the witch-witch. Jinxie followed right behind Gilbert as he picked his way through the tables and up to the front of the room. 
Gilbert knew what he was supposed to do, for within these hallowed goblin gables, under the light of burning torches and goblin chandeliers, each goblin stood up and raised his goblet, stated his name, and then, oh then, he would boast about all of the goblining he had done that year. Oh, the glorious goblin tales he was supposed to tell. Oh, the bravado and the bragging and the bluster. It was a goblin tradition as old as time itself. Gilbert took the goblet he was offered into his shaking hand, and he raised it into the air. He could feel Jinxie winding herself around his feet, casting the magical spell to trick all of the goblins. Gilbert took a deep breath, and then he took another, and then he took another. He opened his mouth, but no sound came out. He looked out to see every pair of goblin eyes in all of Goblin Hall looking at him expectantly. Gilbert looked down at his gray, furry goblin feet, all of those goblins waiting for him to tell them his goblin tales. And he didn't have any. He took another deep breath, and Gilbert thought of all of his hours of practicing his speech. He thought of Jinxie and the charm that the witch witch had put on this sweet cat to fool this crowd of goblins into thinking that every word Gilbert spoke was of his great goblin deeds of trickery and chaos. Well, Gilbert thought of the witch witch who so many feared, waiting patiently for him at the back of Goblin Hall. He thought of how kind she had been to him and how much she had done to help him. So much. Gilbert wondered why people thought she was unkind. Was it because she was a witch? Jinxie, said Gilbert, go on back to the witch witch. Meow, said Jinxie, for Jinxie knew that if she was not beside him, the magical spell from the witch witch would not work. And then all the goblins in Goblin Hall would know that Gilbert hadn't done a single naughty goblin deed the entire year. Yes, you heard me, Gilbert said to the cat. Please go back to the witch witch. Well, Jinxie looked at Gilbert and squinted her cat green eyes. And then, good cat that she was, she slipped back into the crowd of waiting goblins, back to her witch. Gilbert raised his goblin goblet. I, Gilbert Goblin, he said. I, Gilbert Goblin, have done many deeds this year. And then he told the room full of expectant goblins and the judges of the great goblin council and the goblin king himself all that he had done, the truth. He spoke of the snails he had saved, of the children he had helped, the fawn that had lost her way in the woods who Gilbert had returned to her worried mother. He shared about helping an old man with his gardening and the good directions he had given to lost travelers. 
He told the whole goblin horde everything he could think of, everything he had practiced, and more. Gilbert went on and on and on and on. He had never spoken so much in all of his life. And when he was done, his legs were no longer shaking. He had said what he wanted to say. Gilbert smiled, and then he bowed. And all was silent in Goblin Hall, but for the sputtering of the torches along the worn stone walls. Gilbert's golden goblin eyes looked out upon the gathered goblins. Hundreds of pairs of golden goblin eyes looked back. Would they throw him right out the front door? The whole room shuddered in fear as one of the members of the goblin council stood up. He looked at the goblin king and they nodded at each other. He must have been the oldest member of the Goblin Council, for his fur was grayer than the rest, and he spoke with an authority of experience that no one questioned. Gilbert Goblin, he said, it seems you have done many deeds this year, of which you are proud. Although you have not followed the rightful path of the goblin, we see that you have made a path of your own. And so, if you are pleased with your deeds, then this council is pleased with them too. And so be it. You may carry on. And with that, all the judges banged their gavels and shouted, Now let the dancing begin. And with that, the whole room jumped to its feet and the tables were pushed aside as musicians made their way up to the front of the hall. Gilbert wound his way back through the noisy crowd toward his friend, the witch witch. He could feel the pats on his back and hear the well done laddies that came from the goblins all around him. And when he found his friend, the witch witch, at the back of the hall, she smiled and she chuckled and she said, That was a lot of talking, Gilbert. (laughs) And Gilbert laughed. (laughs) Thank you for your help, witch witch, he said. You did it all yourself, Gilbert. But tell me, what made you decide you didn't need my spell? You did said Gilbert. You're a good witch, witch witch. Hmm, good witch, bad witch, who's to say, said the witch witch. I say, said Gilbert. Hmm, (laughs) and you're a good little goblin, Gilbert, said the witch witch. Good goblin, bad goblin, who's to say, smiled Gilbert. And oh, how the witch witch laughed at that. (laughs) And when the music began to play, Gilbert danced with the joy that only a goblin could know. For fate and chance had come together that day, and it was time 
to do the goblin dance. And he and the witch witch danced and danced and danced all that Halloween night. And maybe they're dancing still. Who's to say? When the walla 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 turns to bula bula roo on the shores of Gitchy Gitchy where the Asclamita blooms, when the lamp is lit so dimly that the full moon's how you see, then it's time, yes, it's time. When fate and chance collide, it's time, yes, it's time to do the goblin dance. And they sing, hey, walla walla walla, hey, walla walla walla, hey, walla walla walla, bula bula roo. When the moon shines upon them, there's nothing pretty there to see but the thrill upon their faces as they dance the jamboree. They love to dance. It puts them in a trance. They love to do, they love to do the goblin dance. And they sing, hey, walla, 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 hey, walla, 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 hey, walla, 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 bula, bula, hey, walla, 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 hey, walla, 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 hey, walla, 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 bula, bula, When the moon falls in answer to the sun's request to rise, and the stars softly shimmer, their good mornings, their goodbyes, then the bula bula roo turns walla walla once again on the shores of Gitchy Gitchy. Then the goblin dance. The goblin dance must end. No. One last hey, walla walla walla, hey, walla walla walla, hey, walla walla walla, bula bula roo. But you know each goblin does. The goblin hearts will keep the time. They can feel it. They can hear it. They can go there in their minds until it's time. Yes, it's time. When fate and chance again collide, it's time. Yes, it's time to do the goblin dance. And they'll sing, hey, walla, 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 hey, walla, 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 hey, walla, 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 bula, bula, listening to the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast. For all things April 8, please go to april8.com. And to support this show, please go to patreon.com April 8 and choose what fun rewards suit your family best. 
until we meet again, remember, I love you and you are wonderful, just as you are right now. Love!